Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cordelia Reed. You know, I have, the more and more I start to do ministry and the more I get into it, the more I just find it is so rewarding. And I really just can't see myself doing anything else without it. It's the only thing I find myself doing in my life myself that is that actually gives back and this is like the holy spirit giving back to you and and i'll give you an example i um i went out of town for the weekend and it was labor day weekend and so uh, my family and i decided to go on the road trip and so we went up to san francisco well you know sometimes when you're traveling you get bogged down with the stress of travel and with kids and that kind of thing i kind of found myself challenged to just get in a good mood first thing in the morning because i was so busy just trying to make sure my kids had what they needed and then it was the weather was a little bit cooler even though i certainly enjoyed the city but i remember just sitting up in this tourist line we were getting ready to get on the hop on hop off bus and i was just trying to get myself together i was praying under my breath i was rebuking all these spirits and doing all these kinds of things and so literally um out of the blue this lady walks up with her family and she starts talking to my kids and she's in this really good mood and she's just talking and she's happy and when that happens to me i almost get like a light bulb go off it's like ding dong you need to be happier too today is a great day you're going to enjoy your day don't get bogged down in the stress of travel even though you visit feel it physically so I was just so overjoyed at how she started talking to us and just started you know you know we started talking about where we were from and how we were going to enjoy the day what we were doing to enjoy the city and it was just it was she was just such she was so happy and I was like wow this is probably how I should be right now normally I am like that I was just too busy with other things and it's so easy to get like that and two more examples and this is when I love it when the Holy Spirit just gives back to me is favor and this is just you know your entire family reaps the benefits of this the next day we were at an event and there were a bunch of food trucks and there were a bunch of families sitting out in this big lawn and it was over by the bay and so I remember telling my husband gosh I wish we had packed some lawn chairs and sure enough I went to get some food for my kids and for myself my husband texted me and said my daughter was sitting down I'm thinking she's sitting maybe she's just sitting on the grass so when I got back some people had given us their chairs to sit in and I was just blown away. And that's when I start really being thankful. And I said, you know, I am just so happy the Holy Spirit gives us favor. Because what happens is that when you're obedient and you start doing the things the Holy Spirit tells you to do, your entire family reap the benefits. And I'm going to go further than that. Their ki- your kids' kids reap the benefits and their kids and so on and so forth. This is my last one. Because I, I have to have three so I can share it with you. Because I want to get my point across about being happy in my title for the day. Um, the next thing is I was actually in this museum and this was like the third thing I was in this museum and I wanted to get some coffee because I was just having a hard time waking up. And then with the weather being cooler, naturally you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm still a little bit tired. So I went over to the coffee shop in the museum and I said, well, how much is your cup of coffee? And they said, well, it's about $4. And I'm thinking, ooh, you know, I, I wanted some coffee, but I don't really drink a whole lot. And they were talking about a really small cup of coffee. So they said, but you know what, ma'am, we're not open right now. However, they pull out a really big cup and said, go over there to the machine and help yourself and gave me a free cup of coffee. And the Holy Spirit said, that's me. And by the way, with the lawn chairs, that was me. 
And yesterday, with the lady talking to you and your family who was really, really happy, that was me. That was me showing you favor, telling you, hey, I know life is not always going to be all ups and ups all the time. You're not going to always be in a good mood, but I'm always here for you. And always know that even at times when you're feeling down, I'm here to pick you up. That's what the Holy Spirit does, which brings me gladly to my title for today, which is, Have You Found Your Happiness? And, you know, I, I say that because... I really want you to get the point. I gave three different examples because I know the Holy Spirit wanted me to get the point and say, hey, three times I have shown you favor. Three times I have shown you examples of who um, I am and who you are as well. So I really want you to get this, that, you know, even though you get really bogged down and caught up in things that's going on in life and get caught up in the moment, it doesn't mean that I'm still not here. It doesn't mean that I don't still love you. It just means, hey, I want you to learn to kind of snap yourself out of it and realize that, Happiness, even just for the moment, is a very important. So, you know, one thing I have found about happiness, you have to make the decision first and decide you're going to be happy. And then the feeling will come. And I'm going to go to Proverbs 3.13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. Now, one thing I know about that particular verse If you find that you have wisdom and understanding, it's a lot easier to be happy. But when there's a lack of understanding, especially about your situations, about things you're going through in life, about how people are treating you, about how you're treating other people, when you are lacking the wisdom for that, you find yourself a lot unhappier um, often. And that seems to be the case in everyone that we're around, even in ourselves. So I want you to think about this. What makes you happy and what makes you unhappy? And if you are questioning what truly makes you happy, because sometimes we really have to think about this kind of a thing. If you're questioning what truly makes you happy, how about you work backwards and think about the things that make you unhappy? Sometimes that comes a lot easier. There's a ton of negative spirits around us, believe it or not. And remember, you are the company that you keep. So how about you go to the people? Think about the people that you surround yourself with on a regular basis. I'm not talking about onesie, twosie kinds of conversations. What I'm referring to is those conversations that you have on a regular basis with either loved ones, friends or family, coworkers, colleagues, associates, or what have you. How does those conversations leave you feeling? What do you feel in the conversation? Do you feel happiness all throughout the conversation? Do you feel like there's this vibe there, this familiar vibe of just, oh my gosh, almost a dread? Do you feel like um, you have to agree with what they're saying and then once you do agree, you walk away feeling hopeless and depressed? You are the company that you keep. If you're consistently having these conversations on a regular basis, most likely you're overall not happy. Now, I'm going to take this a step further. If you are a person that is intentionally happy, you will cut short those those conversations with people that tend to focus on things that are not happy or negative. And then you prolong your conversations with people that are happier and upbeat and have more positive things to say. And we're not talking, I'm not talking about work that is because once again, you bring things to the table that no one else bring when you make up your mind that you're going to be happy how does those conversations make you feel so this is my challenge to you my challenge to you is to to decide um, what makes you happy and what makes you unhappy and I'm going to go through a list of things that I think that you can do 
to help yourself prepare for this. So not only do you look at your friends and, and family and look at the conversations that you have and think about those things and how they make you feel, but also how about you make a list on one side, make a list of the things that make you happy. All right. Now I'm not going to say unhappy on the opposite side. So don't get ahead of me on the other side, those feelings that make you, those situations that make you unhappy, write down the feelings that occur in those situations. Okay. If this is a list of 10 items, now I want you to flip the paper over and I want you to write the total opposite situation. So for example, if, you know, if I uh, get my daughter dressed in the morning and she doesn't listen to me, that makes me unhappy. The opposite situation is, okay, I make sure my daughter is able to get herself dressed and she comes to me to for questions versus me just hovering over her getting her dress. In other words, I want you to be proactive about what you can do to counteract that situation. Next to that, on the next column, place down the feeling that you think that will give you when that does happen. For me, I will say that will give me empowerment. I have actually helped to empower my daughter. So therefore, I feel empowered. Okay, does that make sense to you? This is just a list to help understand the situations in your life and how they're making you feel. One thing I know for sure, a lot of people don't do this and people don't like to write things down. I have found that the art of writing things down makes it more sustainable in your life. You're most likely to come back to it and actually do it when you write it down versus making a mental list. And then, you know, the next day you've forgotten all about that, probably the next hour. So writing things down actually help you sustain it and it increases the likelihood that you're going to actually do it, that those actions will be carried out. Now, remember in each situation that you're writing down, whether it's a list of 10 or 20 items, you, your counteraction has to be something different. So if you want a different result because you want to feel differently, you've got to try something different, right? That's a good old saying, and it's very true in every single situation. You've got to try something different. Those are the things you've got to think about when it comes down to, you know what? I've got to be very intentional about being happy. Um, you know, we live in such a world where, you know, you can turn on the news, you can turn on the TV, and you're going to most likely see a lot of situations where people are angry, depressed, unhappy. Uh, something's just wrong. Something's really wrong. Not just halfway wrong. It's holistically wrong. The situation is wrong. It makes you feel bad. Now, remember what King David said in Psalms, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that even if you do see something on TV and something that's, you know, absolutely heart sickening, that's so hard to watch that you have to turn the TV off. You have to make up in your mind that, hey, how can I help make a difference? Even if I pray for that person, then I've made a difference. And therefore, hope is not deferred in this situation. So don't walk away from a depressing, what you consider a depressing situation and say, hey, you know what? It's depressing. I'm hanging my head down. It makes me feel bad. No, you can counteract that in prayer. You can counteract that. Matter of fact, if you are spiritual, and matter of fact, I know that you are when you listen to this, call out the spirits that you see. I see a spirit, spirit of suicide on this situation in that particular person. You know, matter of fact, you can actually, that's very true. If you turn the news now, people are on suicide watch because of things they did that were really, really bad. So you walk away from that thinking, now you don't want to think that person deserves it because I know that's what you're tempted to think because that's going to make you feel bad in the long run. But what you want to say is Jesus loves that person too. 
regardless. That's back on God. You don't take responsibility or take um, responsibility is probably the wrong word. I don't want you to take on that feeling of hopelessness because of what this person has done in the media or that person has done at work or that person's done in your household. You counteract that and say, hey, Jesus loves him too. I see a spirit of suicide. I'm going to bind that spirit in the mighty name of Jesus and release it because he will be whatever God wants him to be. Even if he dies tomorrow, at least you have claimed victory for someone else's life and you've done something to help that situation, even if it's just prayer. This is how you always come out on top and always victorious in the situation. Okay, so you've made your list. You've made your list of things that, um, that make you unhappy. Then you've counteracted that with things that make you happy. How about you um, start reading that list on a daily basis? Yes, on a daily basis. Now, here's my question to you. How bad do you want to be happy? Because if you've been a person that's been on default, feeling bad, negative, hopeless, depressed, like most of society, then you've got to be very intentional about making up your mind to be happy. Other than that, the negative, the negative feelings that you've invited in for umpteen years are just going to crowd around you and continue to come in your mind and say, this person's crazy. They shouldn't have done this to me. This person really hurt me. That should have never happened. You're going to keep doing this over and over and over and over until your dying day. I want you to imagine your dying day. And now I can promise you on your dying day, all of a sudden, you probably won't be thinking about this. All right. You might. But there's some other things that's going to pop in your mind a lot faster. So you get the point. How long do you want to choose to be unhappy if you are unhappy? My prayer for you is that this is an epiphany for you and that you will find your happiness and you will be intentional about who you are and who God says you are. And you will do the things God say that you will do and accomplish in your life. And it has nothing to do with negativity. It has nothing to do with what someone else did to you. Because we are not victims in Christ. Okay? So start saying that daily, daily, daily until something happens. This is faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. I did this in my life about two and a half years ago. I just knew there was so much more to life. I made a daily uh, list, so to speak, of everything that God says I am. And it was a total opposite of what had been happening to me in my life. And until something happened, like literally out of the blue, the crystal blue, someone called me and said, hey, I'm going to be speaking over at um, this prayer meeting uh, in a couple of weeks, I would love for you to come visit me and come hear me. That particular moment, and you know, I kind of felt like it was God given. It was at the time I wasn't as spiritual as I am right now, but I, in my ends, my instinct and the Holy Spirit was kind of kicking in and saying, Hey, that's me. Hey, that's me. Hey, that's me. And I kind of wasn't getting it that much because I was so bogged down by what had happened to me because of the, my circumstances. But I knew that the Holy Spirit said, go go matter of fact I gotta tell you I had nothing else better to do at the time so of course I had to go uh so when I went someone was there speaking that had the gift of prophecy 
And I actually missed the the person that called me to speak, which is unbelievable. But I knew this was um, carefully, divinely or- orchestrated. I missed her speaking because I thought that um, it started later than what it did. But I heard this prophetic man speak about all these different things that happened to him in his life, very similar to me. And this man had an amazing, powerful gift. It was so powerful that he ended up giving a word to every single person in the room. And we must have stayed there. Usually it was about the program is like an hour. We must have stayed there three hours because he gave a word to every single person, including myself. So not only did hearing him talk about his story change my life because it kept hitting on things that happened to me. It kept hitting on feelings that I get. And he say the exact same feelings. But then he gave me a word that even more changed my life. So by the time I left there, my life was changed. That's what I'm talking about. Keep saying it daily until something happens. Now, don't forget about it because you're probably going to revisit it over and over and over again. So what ends up happening too, you know, and I'm going to tell you this is going to happen to you. The Holy Spirit is going to start sending people that's going to repeat that back to you. The most, that is absolutely the most amazing thing in the world all the time. Whenever the Holy Spirit shows up through someone and they start repeating something back to me that only I've said to the Holy Spirit in the list of, of my daily confessions, which are very, 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 very dear, near and dear to me, daily things that I want to occur in my life to be happy and blah, blah, that, that what Jesus said about me. He started sending people in my life from all different walks of life at different times, not in the same place. That would have been too easy, but at all different, you know, different time spans from different walks of life. And they start repeating little things here and there to me that only the Holy Spirit knew because no one knew about my list but me and the Holy Spirit. That is what I'm talking about when it comes to how bad do you want to be happy? That's what I'm talking about when I say you have you found your happiness You never know what your happiness is until you find it. And I can promise you that once you find your happiness, you will never go back to where you were again. It's just not going to happen. You're way too far over the bridge of happiness and contentment and just want this love in life. And you find yourself moving up versus backwards because we always reject and rebuke the spirits of backward movements. But once you find this place of happiness, it's going to propel you continuously to move forward. That's why you got to constantly revisit this list so that you don't forget what God has placed on your heart and what he says about you. And you may have to quiet yourself, go somewhere alone and pray first before you even write it. And this is the counteracting list because I know it's going to be easy to write down the things that make you unhappy. Trust me, you can write that down forever. But the counteracting list of the things that make you happy and the feeling that you know is going to come with it, the enemy is going to fight you on that. So you've got to get to a place of just quietness because I'm telling you, I know people, including myself, at one point in my life, it would have been very difficult for me to write a list of things that make me happy because I didn't work hard enough to understand what would make me happy. I just knew the other things. So that's what we're canceling out the other things, right? Number three, how about you, um, all those spirits on the, when you're reading out the negative list, and this is just for the first day, and you take a look at that, how about you start calling out those spirits that you see in that negative list and bind them? And when you do that, guess what that does? That automatically pushes you forward to feel what you're supposed to feel in the happy list. It helps you understand. It opens up your heart and mind even more to what you're supposed to feel 
in your happy situations. That clears your mind and cleanses the atmosphere when you're able to bind those spirits. So go back and read that negative list and call those spirits out of what you are seeing. So, for example, you know, I think I was mentioning like getting my daughter dressed in the morning when she's not listening makes me feel stressful. So I'm going to bind that spirit of stress and I'm going to send it right back into the camp of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, then we know what that does. That opens up my mind to be more at ease. So therefore, when I I counteract that, this is another counteract. I know I said something else earlier, but I'm going to counteract that again so that when she does get herself dressed and come to me with questions, I'm feeling calmly. I'm feeling better. Things are going a whole lot smoother then. You see how that opens up the path to a better feeling? I'm going to tell you something. Just like in forgiveness, just like in love, it feels so much better when you have joy, peace, and love on your heart, in your mind, and coming out of you. It's the best feeling in the world. The total opposite feelings are chaotic, confusion, and it also welcomes in the demonic. And that's when your life really starts getting spiraled out of control. I talk to people every day that have confusion and chaos on their hearts and minds. And even though we may not talk long, but it's very obvious that they're dealing with this particular demon. So what do I do? I pray for them. I pray. They don't have to know that. I pray for them that they that this is something they're able to get out of their lives. And I bind that spirit. And you know what? Uh, I did it for one particular person the other day. I'm going to keep this very general. I did it for someone the other day. And then the next day she came to me, she was calm. So I said, thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave me the ability to do that, that you're in me to share love like that. And I return, talk to her in return. I'm sorry, talk to her calmly. So therefore, there is no need for chaos and stress whenever we have a conversation, right? Okay, so I think you get the, the point. So once you have done all this and you've made your list of happy things, and you decided to start reading them every day. I want you to make sure you focus only on situations that and feelings that you can control. If you find yourself focusing on what someone else did, once again, what someone else did to you and how, you know, uh, how their feelings were pounced, you know, I want to say how their feelings were placed on you, uh, then you're not focusing on yourself. So focus on things only you can control. And then that, for example, will help you understand that you can only control yourself and not anyone else. And if someone, you know, someone was mean to you and they made you feel horrible, then you decide, hey, you know what? That was that person's problem. They're the ones feeling that way. It has nothing to do with me. And all too often we take on those feelings. But you have to make up in your mind that's not going to happen anymore. So write down that situation. Write down the feeling that made you and counteract that with how you're going to be more authoritative and empowered in return. Right? So I gave you an example just about the person that came over to me. So that's what helped me. Even if you have to add a prayer to each counter situation, do that. It doesn't matter. That's a, a matter of fact, you know, I would recommend that because that may get you more in the habit of praying a lot more more often so you know I um I think that you know I talk to people and you know I've been in situations where you know like even in a marriage or what have you and um, you find yourself feeling a certain way because you feel like things are not going the way you expect them to go and therefore that places a cloud all over your mind and your heart and one of the things that I'm going to stress that I had to make up in my mind to do I'm going to choose to be happy regardless. And what happened when I chose that, everybody else was happy too, happier too. 
Okay, it's very true. Happy spouse equals happy house, right? Um, I'm going to choose to be loving anyway. And you know what happened? Everybody else was loving too. So when I started, you know, feeling that way, it just became contagious and catchy. And I find that it makes me very happy to know that people are experiencing joy because I have joy also. I mean, we're, you know, especially with your family, you're all interconnected, right? Well, it's the same thing. You go out into the world, you talk to people, people see you happy. They want a little piece of that too. They see you love and they want a little piece of that too. Well, how did you get there? You know, you talk to them, you know, lovingly. You you tell them things that the Holy Spirit share with you on your heart or you go by your instinct and say, hey, I'm going to choose to be um, a better person in the situation regardless of how that person came to me. Because one thing I know for sure, just as evil and negativity is contagious, so is love, joy, and peace. And those are the ones you have to choose. And that is something that will absolutely positively help you find your happiness. Now, before I go, and I'm up for time, I want to make sure I tell you this example. The Holy Spirit gave me this vision this morning as I was praying. And I saw this house that was on fire. It caught on fire and it just started blowing up in flames all over the place. But what happened was it was connected via power lines with another house right next to it. And so I saw the fire go from one power line to the other house. And the other house started catching on fire too. And so what the Holy Spirit shared with me was that that's me working through you. And that's how I work. In other words, when you have received what the Holy Spirit has given you and you have claimed it on your life, it is catchy for whoever is around you. It's just that simple. That is the kind of fire you want in you, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost kind of fire, whatever you want to call it. You want the fire sent from the Holy Spirit and you want that to shed and shed all the way through you to spread to someone else. Right. Even in a group even at a workplace, even in the crowd, it is a very contagious fire. So as this is the same thing when it comes down to you and your happiness. Why don't you always surround yourself with people that either you can catch their good fire or they can catch yours? Now, notice I said good fire. Always surround yourself with that because that's all it takes. One person has a good fire um, going on inside of them and it spreads throughout the entire group or it spreads to you. Now, on the opposite end, the same thing happens in negativity and evil situations. If you're surrounding yourself with negativity and evil, and one thing I know about negativity, most people that are negative don't even know that they're being that way. That's why you have to really work hard to look at your situation and circumstances. It spreads. It spreads. That is not the kind of fire you want to get because that's a very difficult fire to put out. That's why I stress at the beginning, uh, you have to make that list of unhappy and happy and counteract the happy. Now, the last thing I'm going to tell you is on that happy list, make sure your happy list is a lot longer than your unhappy list. Go out of your way as time goes by to make that happy list longer. If you continue to do this daily, it will continue to get longer. And your unhappy list was actually, uh, I want to say it's going to just detract. It's going to eventually go away. Okay, that's it. Thank you for joining me today. This has been a pleasure talking to you. I would not have it any other way. It makes me happy to give you this message. It makes me happy to know that the Holy Spirit is using me to make a difference in your life. And I just look forward to doing it every single time I do. As far as I'm concerned, I don't do this enough. I could do it all day, every day. I'm still looking to meet you. Uh, send me an email, love at cardelia.com. Look me up online, podcast at cardelia.com. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, 
if you really like it, subscribe, leave me a review. Um, I look forward to the next time. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you. And so do I.